Oh, Alfie, sorry, I didn't know you were out here. No, I'm just having a smoke. Listen, I'll head back in. I'll leave you to your own devices. Oh, no, no, sure, you're not interrupting that now. <laughs> Maybe he is. What do you mean? Oh, kiss me, Chris, you big eejit. Mm. Mm. Uh, you've got uh, hidden depths. <laughs> Not have you ever looked. What? Can't keep my eyes off you. Maybe you only see who you want to see. No, the second I saw that gobshite hassle you in the magnet, I knew you were the one for me. I did, because if he'd raised a finger to you, mm. I was ready to batter the living daylights out. <laughs> That's your definition of love, huh? Uh, no, I've never actually hit anyone in my life. <laughs> You were with such a crowd, I was surprised you even noticed me. Yeah, but as soon as we stepped out of the Pier Street, I didn't want to talk to anyone. Mm. Not even you if you didn't feel like it. <laughs> Here, were you actually trying to hail a taxi for me, or were you just pretending? Yeah, yeah, I was trying. Oh. Just not very hard. <laughs> <laughs> now, look, at first I didn't want to leave your side until I was certain that you were all right. And then, didn't want to leave your side full stop, most especially when, after we crossed the canal, you slipped your hand in mine and said... Chris, you won't take the wrong idea. Well, I had no idea, Chris. If our walk marked the start of something, or a way to say goodbye to parts of a city I barely knew. You know, the dog track, and Rings End Village, and all the small streets down to the cottages on Pigeon House Road, with ships lined up across on this side of the river. All of the hidden docks you had names for. I should have felt nervous with nobody around, but I was just thankful I hadn't gotten a taxi home. My father wouldn't have even noticed I was upset. Yeah, and then you kissed me. I figured you'd never get around to it. <laughs> For once, I was trying not to be in a hurry. <laughs> ah, look, I hate the thought of you going home to a father who doesn't care about you. I don't need to feel cared for. I need to feel valued. Well? I'd value your opinion of a small flat above a butcher shop around the corner. Now, all I can offer is the share of a single bed. But it needn't be a single bed forever. We could probably squeeze in a double mattress from Bargaintown. Uh, only a mattress? N no headboard or base? Oh, well, yeah, I figured we should uh, see if we're compatible before making long-term commitments. <sighs> now, I hear, look, if it's too early to share a bed, I'd sleep on the old sofa. We could live like brother and sister. <laughs> uh, Quarrelled the whole time, you mean, <laughs> huh? Look, Lynn, you'd like it down here. You would. I'm jumping the gun. Yeah, I know. But isn't it better to be an optimist, hmm? Impatient for change than let the chance of happiness slip past the butcher makes his own sausages. Oh, yeah. Every Saturday, customers queue for them, and I cook a mean breakfast. I might let you out of the bed. Yeah, if you like, we can have a dress rehearsal, or even an undressed one. Oh, <laughs> now, look, um, uh, wouldn't it be nice just once to have somewhere that felt like our own space? Did you ever think to ask if I might have my own plans for my life? <laughs> what? Look, I'm going back in. Lynn, hi. You sang well, I heard. I sang for your dad. It can't have been easy to put cash aside for his nurses. Well, my ma taught me to keep a rainy day fund. And you know, we needn't have hired so many nurses if Maisie had let me help her. My dad's ambition, his biggest ambition was to look well when you brought in Amy. So whatever those nurses cost you, you did a good thing. Swear to have nothing to do with Macker. <laughs> Why would I need to swear? Because it would break my heart if you lied to me. Alfie, would you tell me if you were in trouble? Would you tell me? Or would you try and carry it all on your own shoulders? If we sell our house and Maisie sells horse, 
Maybe one day we can finally see beyond this mountain of death. What did Maka really want with you? Look, I can't stop neighbours offering their condolences. Yeah, provided that was all he was offering. Jesus, Cathy, I know he was your first boyfriend, but you're suddenly obsessed with the bleeding runt. What does that mean? It means I'm trying to bury my father tonight. So anything else that I have to deal with, I will deal with on Monday. So please, just give me a little bit of space, will you? I'm going down to your ma. She's on her own. And she'll probably bite the head off me as well. Whatever's eating the whole lot of you. Luke always liked hearing your version of Fiddler Scream. I sang it in memory of him. I know. I appreciated that. The gesture, I mean. But not the singer. Luke and I just had different tastes. I'm not saying it was bad. Just that I'm more a Patsy Klein fan myself. Thanks. Oh, don't take every remark to heart. I feel made of cardboard tonight. I'm dizzy watching your brain tick like an unexploded bomb. You have had your knife in me from the start. You never thought me good enough for Alfie. You were more than good enough. That didn't make marriage the right choice. You panicked. Like thousands of girls after missing their first period. Made little odds if my wedding dress was tight because a docker's wife was as far as my horizon stretched. Took years to realise I'd sold myself short. But from the start, I saw you deserve better. You could have been someone with your voice and looks. I am someone. I'm Amy's mother. Do you think I'd swap that to knock out a living singing at Chicken and Chip Cabarets? Any music promoter who sniffed around me only had two positions in mind for me. On me back and on me knees. Do you know, Dublin hasn't room for a Joni Mitchell. And even if I'd knock off pregnant Maisie, who is going to take me seriously in a city where all any audience wants from a woman is cleavage and covers? I take you seriously. Oh, Maisie, you hate my songs. I hate Beethoven, but I take him seriously. I hate it hearing your voice go to waste. You know, I'm sick of walking into shops and seeing women as thick as planks afforded respect because of their mountaineering accents. While girls still come out of North Wall with brains to burn and nowhere to burn them. Your talent deserved to have had its chance. Yeah, well, you weren't in a great position to give life advice. If you want to learn, learn from someone who fucked up. People say I started drinking after Danny's death. But my pain would have come out regardless because I'd realised a terrible truth. I was a smart woman with nowhere to use my intelligence. And if you do nothing with your life, your frustration will spill out too. I can do something, but only with your help. Maisie, Alfie wants to talk to you about something. Uh, tonight isn't a good night. A good night for what? No, we'll talk again. We're talking now. I am not the ticking bomb, Maisie. If Alfie gets dumped on the scrap heap, what is going to happen to us? Alfie has the skills they need for now. She God knows what work they'll be 20 years from now, but I'll be in Dean's Grange with Luke and Danny. Uh, you're not so old. I'm old enough to know I've seen enough. So it's widow's weeds and spending your life in mourning? Ah, uh, what do you want me to do? Take up belly dancing? I'd like us to start living again. We're biting our fingernails, waiting for the axe. God, the stress is crippling Alfie, feeling responsible for me and Amy and you. I'm not asking him to feel responsible for anything, 
except burying me when the time comes. Until then, I have my life and you have yours. What does your brain consider tonight not a good night to ask? It'll wait. Don't use my son as a parrot. Is it about the house? Alfie knows well. I leave it to him when I die. It's not about when you die. You'll find it lonely on your own. I found marriage lonely. I take me chances. Would you take them with us? I took two buses out to Coolock to see a house for sale. End of terrace with a garage. That's useful. What with Alfie having no car. Well, the garage isn't to park a car in. Go and shite. If you think you can park me in a garage like a clapped out Datsun cherry. Oh, you love seeing Amy. Amy loves you. Maisie, what if we sold both houses and started afresh as a family? You know, you can have the run of the house, but your own private space. The granny flat in the garage. Oh, why not just stick me in the county home? Oh, a granny flat isn't the county home. And you've spent long enough behind high walls to know it. I did my stint. I endured wards of crying women so I could go home to my own house without needing to drown myself in vodka. I've never forgotten your look of disgust the first time Alfie brought you home. That was fear. I was a young girl. I was out of my depth. I didn't go through the hell of Grange Gorman to end up sleeping in a garage in Siberia. Kulak is in Siberia. Look, you'll have your own front door, your own bathroom. I have a front door on Merchant's Road. A <sighs> toilet and all. It's cold and Kulak. Yeah, well, Eastwall isn't any closer to the equator. Women outside shops in Eastwall have time to chat. Yeah, to chat about those same shops closing down. Wondering if the shopkeeper's going to chase the money out to him on tick. I remember Eastwall black with men going to work. And now my home is a racing track for container trucks. God, those dockers who got those lump sums are sitting pretty. And what makes you think the port would have offered Alfie redundancy? Yeah, well, at least you could have applied. They did. Last autumn. When packages were being given out to settle the strike. Never told me. I was raging at him for months to do that. Of course, Alfie never shares bad news. He battles on, trying to do what's best. The docks are in his blood. Jobs elsewhere are as rare as hen's teeth. Drag him out to Kulak and he'll soon become just another figure, shuffling between the bookies and the dole. He'll lose any sense of who he once was. And who will Amy become? Oh, a solitary child, it seems, without sisters or brothers. What are you saying? It's not my place. Just saying. You must have one enormous bed because you get lost trying to locate each other. You stay out of my marriage, Maisie. Ah, that's rich. From someone trying to stick me in a converted garage. Oh, you'll be next door to Amy. The two of you, take us thieves, please, Maisie. I need you to be there to mind her when she comes home from school. Oh, where will you be? I'll be picking up the pieces of my life. So it's as your skivvy you want me? Why you go back chasing dreams of being a singer? <sighs> Is that what organising those nurses were about? Getting me into your debt. What's gone is gone. You missed the boat. You don't understand what I'm asking you. Oh, I understood you from the night Amy was born. I'm going down to set a raised table. He's a right charmer in his day. He seems to be doing a good job, Chairman Lynn. Give us a song, Ray. 
That kid's as I've not sung in years. The last time was in this bar after Danny's funeral, I never knew what is packed and quiet. Two months later, I left Dublin thinking I was gone for good. What made you leave? Ah, I'm coming and going all my life. Wanderlust and not knowing my place. I remember sailing from here on tiny Irish ships the Nazis hunted on voyages to Lisbon. The dockers would be touching their caps as a courtesy to fellow workers risking their lives to bring home supplies. I danced with young lads from those ships who probably never danced with a girl again. Sailing for the minimum wage, topped up by danger money, and what we earned from honest smuggling. Shipping companies stopped their wages the minute a ship was torpedoed. I'll get you fresh tea, ma. Since coming home, I find myself walking the keys at dawn. That sometimes I take the north wall at the, with the Irish down dockers, but other times I just stand there looking for ghosts. And who do you see? Mm. Men I know and others I barely remember. I want to toast them, but should I know a man on a cake and hardly raise a toast to anyone? You're among friends now. Lynn, would you pour some gin into that? Maisie, uh, don't start. Do you think I'll drink it? But if we're toasting good men, I'll clink something stronger than tea. Who do you remember, Ray? Uh, 23 lads from the Irish Point sunk by a U-boat bringing home grain from Boston and poor Joey O'Connor from Oxmantown Road and Tommy Daly from Noyer Street Cottages. Tommy Donahue from Sandymount was on that ship. That's right. Barely 20. Ah, it was the loneliest feeling, watching Dublin's lights disappear, unsure if I'd ever see them again. Sing me too young, will you, Ray? Ah, Jesus, Maze, you can't... Please. Jesus. (sighs) Let me help you, Ray. Oh, God. They try to tell us we're too young Too young to really be in love They say that love's a word A word we've only heard And not began to know the meaning of And yet we're not too young to know This love will last though years may go And then someday they may We were not too young at all. We were not too young at What's happening? Ray is about to toast the ghosts of the keys. I'll get you a lemonade. Lemonade is what Amy should be drinking in memory of her granddad. 
But you're not bring her down. I told you, I don't like Amy being around drinks. You don't like her being around me. Unless it's as a living babysitter. That is not how it is. I'm too old to go into service, madam. Jenny Logan will have competition in the charts with Cathy making her comeback. Oh, are you gigging again, Cathy? No, I'm not. Ah, she has promoters offering a choice of positions. Will you oh, just stop? Right. You're going to be a right sour old bitch. Go oh, easy, oh, sis. Let her go the whole hog and call me a drunken old bitch. It's what you thought the night Amy was born. I hadn't taken a drink all week on tender hooks. Dolling myself up to visit the hospital. Everyone passing Amy around and I couldn't wait to hold her. I was exhausted after hours of labour. You had enough strength to shout in front of half of Eastwall. Oh, don't let Maisie hold me, baby. She's pissed. She'll drop her. You needn't worry when making your showbiz comeback. I'm not going into show business. And I'm not going to Kulak. What's in Kulak? It's private. It's between me and Maisie. It should be between you and Alfie. Oh, Alfie is behind me. Ah, yeah, holding Amy in her pyjamas when you rush off in sequence to open for Hal Roach. Knowing your fee won't even cover your taxi fare. Well, at least she'll be safe in Alfie's arms. <sighs> Have you people nothing better to do than gawk at me? I'm gonna sit down here on my own. And if one of you lot wants something to do, then find me a bloody packet of senior service cigarettes. Why didn't you wait and let me talk to her? I asked you to wait. It just came up, all right? I didn't plan it. Oh, for God's sake, here, let me go and talk to her. Look, Maisie. Change is coming, whether we like it or not. The docks are suffering death by a thousand cuts. Sure, Alfie lies awake at night trying to make the sums add up. I need to escape from our little house. I went to see a woman a while back. She teaches shorthand and typing at night in Marino Tech, and she says that I have enough brains to do a vocational preparation programme. Bookkeeping, payroll, spreadsheets, the whole shebang. That's a lot to learn. One night a week. It's a full-time, two-year course. With Amy becoming a latchkey child, missing her mother. Or maybe respecting me for seeing me stretch my horizons. I want her to be better educated than I was allowed to be. To get a degree, if she wants. Look, if I get this qualification, I can apply for an office job. And Dublin is going to need secretaries, Maisie, long after it stops needing dockers. And if Alfie loses his job, then maybe I can find one. People there would laugh at you. Especially as you're a Northside Docker's daughter. If given a second chance, you'd have made a great nurse. Those nurses only had to say something to you once, Maisie, and you grasped it. Well, I want my second chance. I can't uproot myself. I'm too old for change. Are you saying you won't move? I'm saying nothing. You haven't got Alfie to do your bidding and ask me yet. I'm going back over here to join Ray. You look a tad distracted, bro. I asked Lynn to move in with me. And? Oh, I suspect that she's about to break me heart. Yeah. I was hoping she'd have your handcuffed to the bed next time there's a strike. 
so you can't mouth off about me making a balls of hand. No, you know what? Go fuck yourself, Sean. Yeah, you'd look good in manacles. Although she could always use your Palestinian headscarf torn in two. Oh, yeah, what does Therese use? Silence, but no key can unlock. Oh. I take it Therese is still indisposed. She's residing at her mother's, which is basically the same thing. Look, I'm sorry to hear that. You know I like Therese. So do I, bro. She even likes me. We just can't live together. It's nobody's fault. Yeah, well... You know, you both deserve a, a fresh start. <laughs> Irish law doesn't allow for fresh starts. Only for pretense. Hmm. And when we were kids, you inherited my underpants and jumpers. I'd hate if you started inheriting my penchant for romantic woes. <laughs> Seriously, I hope it works out with Lynn. I mean it. She seems like a nice girl. Mm. I wish you better look than me. Thanks. And look, in case I never said it, right? Nobody could have handled that strike better. You certainly never said it during the bloody strike. You never saw me defend you on hundreds of occasions, one-to-one. What about when I was being shouted down at mass meetings in the canteen? Well, our doctors would have just said, ah, oh, listen to the little arse licker, defend his big brother. No, bad mountain you, Sean. Bad mountain you was the only way I could escape your shadow. It wasn't easy for me to escape Dad's shadow. Yeah, but Dad chose you to follow in his footsteps. He let you set your leaving, sir. No, no, only because secondary education was free by then, and he taught me too soft to cope on the docks. Oh, he was proud of you being the first to get your leaving. He never expected you to be part of his world, with your long hair and your Leonard Cohen records. Yeah, well, he kept it well hidden. Maybe we should stop following his example. Fresh starts, bro. Fresh starts. Go down to Lynn for the love of Jesus and ask her again. No, no, Even no. if she says no, at least you would have tried. <sighs> okay. Caruso, throw us on a point of stout there, will ya? Yeah. It was nice to see you talking to your brother. Uh, yeah, he's a... Uh, he's a pain in the arse, but sure, he's my pain in the arse, you know? <laughs> now, Sean was always the practical one. Oh, I feel so foolish, dreaming of surprising you with a key to that small flat. There's nothing foolish about dreams, Chris. I love how you're full of them. This past month has been truly special. Oh, I feel a butt coming. Go on, you give me me P45. Were you ever actually sacked from a job? Thankfully, I've got a union behind me. I don't. In the nursing home, I get my P45 every five months. They sack me, tell me to sign on the dole and re-employ me two days later. They break my contract, Chris, to ensure I've no entitlements. You complain about dockers having to fight for your rights, but who fights for mine? You work in dangerous conditions, but on the days you don't work, you sit in a canteen, earning more in fallback pay than I earn working nights. Yeah, well, do you expect us to exist on, what, thin air, on days when no ships dock? It's what I was expected to live on when I did agency work, praying the phone would ring. You sound angry with me. I'm not angry with you, Chris. I'm half in love with you. Only half, or... <laughs> I made great friends training to be a nurse. But they've all left Ireland to work in Baghdad or Saudi. And they're not just going for the money, but to be respected. Why does Ireland keep training nurses and then treat us like dirt? You dockers, you can shut Dublin Port to get people's attention. My only way to get respect is to go abroad, where I'm not taken for granted. I don't take you for granted. Oh, Chris... <sighs> Why did Cathy marry so young? 
Oh, no, Lynn. No, stop. That, that wouldn't happen to you. Huh? No, on the docks, I know how to get my hands on... Uh, precautions. Oh, oh, Jesus, lift your head out of the docks, Chris. <laughs> Condoms are illegal, Shh. but anyone can buy them from the vending machines outside the student union office in Trinity College. You just look out for the coded graffiti. This chewing gum tastes like rubber. Falling in love can be a trap. I don't want to feel trapped in a country that doesn't respect me. I didn't think that you cared about politics. This isn't politics. It's real life. Maybe real life is better elsewhere. Maybe it can be better here. If we fight to change it. Well, you can send your war bulletins to my address in Baghdad. I've been offered a contract there. Uh, why are you only telling me this now? Because I was only in the magnet bar that night to say goodbye to my old life. I never expected to meet someone. Since then, I have agonised over whether to sign that contract from Baghdad. Do you know what? I don't want you to leave. But I don't want you to stay for my sake, so you do whatever makes you feel fulfilled. What about you being fulfilled? Oh no, my offer of a single bed above a butcher shop in East Wall hardly competes with Baghdad. Why don't you let me decide that? I need a smoke. I'll be back in a few. You see, you still have the fiery roach temper, Maisie. The girl needed some weapon in my day. Mm. You know, uh, it wasn't always easy to be Muriel's good books. She'd fly off the handle. She forgave, just as easy. Do you remember Muriel during the war? So sophisticated that if she drew the scenes of stockings with a pencil down her legs, everyone presumed she was wearing nylons. <laughs> You promised to bring her back real nylons from Lisbon. Ah, Jesus. You know, I remember her sneaking out and I was kissing on the docks before my ship sailed, you know. It was such desperation. Ah, well, you know. But, you know, um, you see, she was convinced that the, the Luftwaffe would blow my ship to smithereens. Never crossed our minds that they'd do it to us here in the North Strand instead. The first two bombs dropped were such a shock that which Sunday night, families trapped under rubble in Summerhill, but no one killed. Oh, thank God. Muriel and I listened to one Nazi pilot spending the next two hours circling overhead. How could he mistake the North Strand for a blacked-out English town at 2 a.m.? Of course. I tried to persuade her to come downstairs. I joined Da on the street just as the pilot dropped his bomb. The blast of scorching air blown us off our feet as North Strand came apart. Old Mr McGrath came through his bedroom window in his nightshirt. His mattress in flames. God forgive me, but I didn't care about other poor souls losing their lives. I only cared about Muriel and Ma. Of course. You swear Muriel was asleep, only for the angle of her neck. The kitchen table saved Ma. Her voice, barely a whisper from calling their names, breathing in dust and smoke. On Whit Weekend 1941, she went downstairs as a good-looking woman, and when they dug her out, she was a grey-haired old woman being banished to a half-built house in Cabra. Oh, God love her. You know, 
Well, you ought to, Cabra, after me ship docked two weeks later. Jesus, it was a, a, a ghost town with no street lights. I never felt I belonged there. Luke's family hadn't been through the bombing and they couldn't understand. That was one reason I said yes when Luke proposed, thinking that by moving to East Wall, I was going home. Did you... Did you love him? You had decades to ask any questions bothering you. Well, how could I ask them? We stabbed someone and when it felt safe to return, you, you'd become Mrs. Luke Dempsey. I loved Luke in a way I never loved you. No matter what occurred that night you called to Cabra. We barely knew what we were doing. We were crazed with grief. I wanted to give you what Muriel never got to. Um... My life, I envied her. And for those few minutes, I knew how it felt like to be desired like her, even if I was a poor substitute. Ah, oh, Jesus, Maisie, you were no poor substitute. Then whose name did you call out? You, you don't have to talk about this, ma. What gives you the right to say what I can talk about? I'm trying to protect you. Ah, uh, men say that, and they want to silence you. For decades, I kept things bottled up until they poisoned me. But Luke gone. I can say what I like. Look, that night we went walking beyond Cabra. I never expected I you... gave you Muriel. And what did I give you in return? A reason to plan my future after you disappeared. So, if I'd have got down on one knee, what would you have said? I never did. Luke did. I loved him because he loved me and he loved Danny. Did Luke... Did Luke ever discuss Danny's death? I don't want to talk about Danny. I need to talk about Well, tonight him. isn't about your needs. For years you vanish and now you wash up, sponge and drink. I never asked for drink. Then what do you want? To be heard... Waited years to say this. I'm not stopping you. Why did you become head of this family? When you and Da abdicated responsibility. Say what you want to say, will you? Look. Back then it was boom times down in the docks. Every night was pain -y. Jesus, Luke could have picked a dozen raids the day Danny died. We both picked a cargo of... Scandinavian timber poles with three days unloading in it. Never heard me dad talking about that day. Ah, talked non-stop for months. Unable to get drunk no matter what he drank. Beating himself up loud. Then one day in here, he downed this point, he stood up and said, fuck this. And out that door he went. Nobody sure whether to follow. It could be only two outcomes. Luke would stumble on purpose into the space between the ship and the key wall where no one gets out alive. Or, if he survived that night, he'd never mention Danny again. He blamed himself for not warning Danny to stay away from the river. Well, I should have warned Danny. Because I was up on the key walking a singer out 
There was a banana bow. It was being unloaded next to us and I was fond of Danny. Desperate to get a smile. Always thinking of little treats. So I sent Danny over to a docker I knew on the banana bow to get a few bananas for himself. I was so busy trying to get the docker's attention that I took my eye off the timber being hoisted from our own ship. Now that crane operator was meant to await a signal. But he was in such a hurry, he, he spilled his hoist. Danny never stood a chance. It was me who was at fault for not doing my job. I didn't notice that the hoist was crooked. I caused that accident. The night he left this bar, I followed and I found him standing by the river's edge. You want revenge, take it out on me, I said. One push and no one will ever know. You haven't the right to die. Luke, you have a wife and a son to feed. What did he say? It's between me and your dad. I wasn't always nice to Luke after Danny died. So much anger we couldn't speak about that we could only take it out on each other and ourselves. I know. You don't. Luke and I said things that could never be unsaid. Only Alfie stopped us from topping ourselves and God forgive us, but we resented you for it. I didn't know how it felt like to stand at a reed. But Luke didn't know how it felt to sit alone at home with only a clock for company. How could he know? Maisie, I'm helpless. I'm decades tormenting myself. If you want to understand helpless, think what it was like for us girls who found ourselves scrubbing blackened shirts and soiled underpants, not knowing in what state our men would come home. I knew wives who hid black eyes and daughters with secrets they could never tell. You had money if you worked and freedom to leave if you'd no work. We women only had secrets. They gave us our only power. You'll just have to live with yourself and forgive yourself, Ray Kavanagh. And what if I can't? I can't absolve sins. I'll, I'll intrude here no longer. Oh, sit down. Alfie, Ray's glass is empty, and I'm not aware we've become Quakers. Maybe, maybe it's time we forgave ourselves and each other because we screw up trying to do our best. Cathy, if a drunkard stumbled into the bedroom where I gave birth to Alfie, I'd have shouted in panic not to let her hold me, child. I'm sorry. I should never have said that. Grange Garman had a shabby room full of people not wanting to be there. It took me weeks to find the courage to stand up and say, My name is Maisie and I'm an alcoholic. I had to overcome shame. But when I got out, I said, what have I to be ashamed of? I'll teach you my mantra, Cathy. 
I say it in me head any time I hear a sly whisper. I've good days and, and bad days, but when I leave my house, I look the world in the face and I say to myself, fuck the begrudgers, <laughs> fuck what anyone thinks of me. Cathy, you do your preparation course. And were you not about to make a toast, Ray? I was. To the dockside. It's living and it's dead. And to the good man you are buried today. To Luke. Luke's to Luke. Luke. Let us pause in life's pleasures and count its many tears while we hold up sorrow with the poor. There's a song that will linger forever in our ears. Oh, hard times come again no more. Tis the song, the sigh of the weary. Hard times, hard times come again no more. Many days you have lingered around my cabin door. Oh, hard times come again no more. While we seek mirth and beauty and music light and gay, their frail forms fainting at the door. Though their voices are silent, they're pleading. Macker, what are you doing back here? What's it to you? I'm bringing this little girl down to her grandfather's wake. It's where she belongs. Is the song, the sigh of the weary? Hard times, hard times come again no more. Many days you have lingered around my cabin door. Oh, hard times come. I thought Betty was babysitting you. Declan here says that Daddy asked him to fetch me because it's almost last word is in the dockside and he wanted me to join in the sing song. I'd have to sing, do I? Oh, no, you don't have to do anything you don't want to, Pa. Declan showed me my uncle died. What did he show you? Where Uncle Danny fell into the river. He held my hand tight and let me look right in. She was in no danger. Go to your ma, Amy. Let her go, Declan McKenna. We're not scared of you. Maybe you should be. Let her go! 
God only knows where he could have taken Amy. Do you even care that she was put in danger? Of course I care. Then why haven't you got the balls to show it? A real man would have stood up to that little bastard. Oh, Macca goes walk about with your daughter and all you do is stand there, propping up the bar counter. You swore to me to have nothing to do with him. What has Macca got on you? It's complicated. Yeah? What makes it so complicated that you won't stand up to him? You do! You swore to tell me if you were in trouble. But you told me nothing. You certainly never told me how you pulled off your loaves and fishes miracle of paying for me dad's nursing care by scrounging alone off the very man you claimed to despise. Oh, Macker told you that? Yeah, he told me lots of things. Yeah, well, he caught me at my lowest ebb, Alfie. And if I accepted his offer, I did it because I was desperate. I was desperate to help Luke die with dignity. I was desperate to bring you and Maisie closer together. And anything I did, Alfie, I did it for you. To try and glue this family back together so we could start afresh. And how exactly did you plan to repay him? Oh, I'll save the cash up in time. Macker is not a man who wants any loan repaid in cash. Oh, and what are you insinuating he expects from me? It's me. He wants something from. He lured us both into his web. Oh, are you saying you're in debt to him too? I've been paying him back in kind. Oh, by doing what? Something I can't do anymore and still look at myself in the mirror. But I'll fix this, Cathy. <laughs> I'm good at fixing things. I had enough practice when I was on short time during the recession. But I kept the roof over our heads, didn't I? Even when it meant robbing Peter to pay Paul. Yeah, robbing Peter behind my back like it seems you do everything. I only discovered tonight how you applied for redundancy last year. Well, I was afraid to raise your hopes in case they got dashed again. Look, I've seen you so despondent you can, you can barely get yourself out of the bed. It kills me that I can't give you the life you want. I want to be with a man I can trust. And if I sometimes complain of being unhappy, that doesn't make it automatically your job to fix my life. Some things can only be fixed by us, Alfie, together. When did it become your job to fix everything? When my brother Danny's body got hauled from the Liffey. My parents so locked in grief they barely noticed I was there. So I learned to rely on my own judgment, Cathy. And I always did the right thing. Except for one moment of weakness. Stupidly accepting a favour. But I was desperate to surprise you. To arrive home holding the taxi licence saying, Here! Here's our passport to the new life you want. The banks didn't want to know me, so I said, OK, fuck them. I'd solve our problems the way we've always solved problems down the docks. And I thought I had a deal with Jack Rooney for that taxi play. See, I, I gave him a cash deposit and we agreed that if I couldn't raise the balance, he'd sell the play elsewhere and pay me back. And was any of this in writing? Oh, Cathy, the Rooneys are three generations on the docks. We shook hands oh, on it. Who would be stupid enough to think a handshake was enough? Two other dockers who secretly shook hands on the same deal before he sold his play and vanished with our cash. 
Only it wasn't my cash. Not Macos. I thought what harm in just oh. once accepting a favour from Macca. If I got the redundancy, I'd buy the plate without his help. And if not, I, I, I'd always get my deposit back. So I thought either way, I imagined I'd be able to repay Macca. I thought I was operating in a world I understood. But Dublin is changing and I... I can't keep up. Everything is changing, Alfie, and we're caught in the crossfire. Why didn't you tell me any of this? If me dad wasn't chosen for work, he'd always say, don't worry, your mother. Oh, would you stop living in the bloody past? Maybe I can't change who I am. But I know how to fix things. <sighs> And I'll get us that house in Kulak, yet yeah, I promise. Not if the price involves strung out girls in laundrettes. Amy wants a seven up with a straw. Can I trust you to even do that? Caruso. Yes, Alf. Seven up with a straw. Coming up. Snuck up on me, Ray. Didn't see you coming. You okay for a drink? Uh, the only advantage of being old is that nobody sees you. That marker has you over the battle, hasn't he? We'll manage somehow. I sure all you've managed to do is keep your family in danger. Thanks. This isn't your business. Yeah, I can still ask, though, can't I? Whose presence is putting them in danger? What are you talking about? You hear me well enough. I suppose I'm, I'm putting them in danger. Unless I do what Macker and his mates ask. Look, he only keep asking. I was one last favour. I was a big... I'm well aware. And you can't make the problem disappear. I need time to think. Oh, you're out of time, son. At this stage, the only way to make this problem disappear is to disappear yourself. I can't just disappear. You're suggesting I just leave my family behind. Look, you can't properly disappear if you take it with you. You'd have to enrol Amy in some school. You'd take it a piss in a pub toilet somewhere when two men will appear with keys to a stolen truck they want you to drive. I'm not leaving Cathy here at Macker's mercy. But supposing Macker wasn't here to call the loans or threaten anyone? He's having a smoke down with the point. I see him there most evenings. I'm just saying this to you. Supposing that little fucker wasn't met with an accident. Right? Here, look. I, I, I'll take this seven up down to the chiseler. Sean, can I get your last drink? No, I'm fine. And how are you? Are you in trouble, pal? I'm sorted. Don't worry for Cathy. I worry for you. The one righteous man without whom, as the Russian proverb says, no city can stand. When did you start collecting Russian proverbs? I'm developing an interest in all things Russian. If you need someone to confide in... Some problems can't be solved by an angry phone call to Lagos. You'll be able to do anything for that Filipino crew. Narky belligerence is my specialist subject. Getting that crew back pay for their families will be my last negotiation at Dublin Port. Another man has taken a severance package. Uh, for years I've been like King Canute, trying to hold back the tide. You can only do so many all-nighters at the labour court, but you know, you'll meet some interesting people there. An Air Rienta official settling a strike at the airport liked me negotiating style. Moscow Airport has no duty-free shops, and Arienta know how to run them. They think the Soviets can be persuaded to accept Western decadence for Western dollars. 
They just need convincing by a negotiator with balls of steel and socialist credentials. You? At 15, my dad decided my future. This time I decide for myself. All right, lads. What are you deciding, Sean? <laughs> to apply for an Irish divorce. Huh? Tell the wife you're popping out for 20 fags and you may be gone a little while. <laughs> Therese and I will maintain the pretense of being happily married from 1,800 miles apart. It means a vacancy, bro. A chance to show the world how well you could do my job. That always thought you were soft, but I never did. Don't give me that shit. Apply for me job. The dockers will vote for you. Not because you're Smasher Gannon's son, but because you're principled. But moments after they elect you, they'll start claiming you secretly accept kickbacks when negotiating on their behalf. Oh, and what do you plan to do? Learn how to down shots of vodka to conclude business meetings. Come on, you can help me practice. Yeah, uh, no, I, I will. Later when I'm drowning me sorrows. Just need a quick word with Lynn. And it might be my last one. So I can drag her away from fussing over Amy. Cheers. You look lost. You ever have that dream, Sean? You know, you're in total control unloading a dangerous cargo. Your boots planted on the wharf as the pallet swings towards you. But just, just as you reach out to steady the ropes, the wharf starts to give way. And no matter how hard your, your feet scramble, you, you can't get your balance right. Yeah, it's an old docker's nightmare. I remember me dad shouting in his sleep. He was going to get crushed no matter what he did. I don't know what's swaying towards you, Alfie. Just make the right call because I won't be here to mind your back. Here's your ma. I'll give you a bit of space. Amy sent me up for crisps. She's she's enjoying being fussed over. Russo, <laughs> crisps when you're ready. You've things to discuss with your wife. I've only discovered tonight what those nurses cost. It was cheap at the price, ma. We gave Dad the send-off he'd have wanted. Your dad wasn't good at expressing things. We had that much in common. You had me in common. You made me who I am. Cathy says you're looking to have a talk. Not tonight. Tomorrow? We've never had a true cards on the table chat. No. Ah, good lad, Caruso. Did you manage to fix that telly so that we can watch the Eurovision voting? Crazy, the thing is, Barnjack's hmm? It's like everything else in this pub, but you're putting all this love in this. I think the Lord's endeavour only in the Eurovision. Yeah, true enough. Ah, sure, there you are now, Lynn. Just been watching you entertain, Amy. Yeah, she's a gorgeous wee kid. This is a great pub, too. Wish you'd seen it in its heyday. Oh, there'd be more impressive joints in Baghdad. Or more jobs for Irish nurses. So that's it, you're definitely gone, so. I'm definite. About nothing. Then what are you saying? Just that there's an empty flat around the corner, Chris. Maybe tonight is the only night we'll ever sleep there. But just maybe it won't be. I'd love to lie beside you. But only if you're certain. It's the only thing I am certain of. You wait here. I'll use the payphone to call me father. Same staying with a friend. Propping up this bar won't solve your problems, Alfie. 
Michael would still be down at the point, smoking fags and waiting for the driver who always picks him up. I'm not a murderer, Ray. Yeah, well, who you am? It's funny how I can always live with the guilt of knifing that pinch in the war in a way I can never live and have him played a role in Danny's death. Look, Danny was simply in the wrong place at the wrong time. And that's what they say about Michael and me, that we both fell into the river at the same time, but with any luck I'll haul myself out. I barely know you, Ray. I can't let you do this for me. There's not much to know. We've a bed sitting in Nelson Street smaller than a prison cell. I'll waste away there until I'm found dead. Look, I don't want my life to feel wasted. Look, I want no part in any of this. I'm offering you a way out. Now, if you can't think of a better way, then you'd be very wise to take it. I'm not doing this for you, Alfie. I'm doing it for Danny. Now, a cook on the B&I cargo ship sailing at dawn owes me a favour. He'll ask no questions, but even when Mac are gone, you can't be here when his associates come looking for you, still wanting these favours. And how would I explain this to Cathy? For Jesus' sake, will you rise up, Alfie? You don't. Mac's associates can read faces and see weaknesses. Cathy has to think you deserted her, because only if they see pure hatred for you and her eyes will they leave her alone. Thinking that there's no point in threatening her as a way of pressuring a man who's done a runner on her. My name will be dirt around here. And your child will be safe. I can't. I can't. I love them too oh, much. Oh, you love them so much that you'd willingly put them in danger. Will you stop prevaricating, Alfie? At times, real love is about doing what breaks your bloody heart. Say, say, Scotty, the good will all leave you alone. Amy keeps looking down at you. She wants to know why we're not sitting together. Look, Alfie, whatever our problems are, and God knows there's enough of them. They can wait until tomorrow. I love you. Do you know that? Yeah. I know I, I don't always find the best way of showing it. <laughs> Maisie was right. We should have had Amy here with us from the start. It's what families do at funerals. Come on down and join us. No, I'm, I'm enjoying just looking down at you. And Amy and me ma, they're not running away. <laughs> The three women in me life. I'd do anything for you. Come on down and join us. I might, I might have something I need to do. What? Pop out for 20 fags. Senior service for ma. Ah, do you have to? Although, she can be a right demon without them. If I have to go as far as the garage, I, I might be a little while. Here, let's have a last couple of things for the road. Come on, Cathy. One more. Yeah, will you sing, ma, please? Here, give us a kiss, Alfie. And don't be too long, yeah? All right, chicken, I'm coming down. You're running out of time to make that boat. Give me time to think, will you? Look down at them, Alfie. I'll take care of Macar, but his associates will make your family's life hell if they think it's a way of pressuring you. If you want to save them, go. I'm stopping this now, Ray. I have no part in you going anywhere near Macar. You have no part in it. What I do tonight is my own business alone and let go of me. Ray, for fuck's sake, stop! He won't even see me coming. You'll keep me late. When you leave this pub, stay well clear of the point, do you hear me? So long, Alfie. Ray! Right, folks, the very last drinks at the Dockside Bar are now being served after this song. Caruso, do me a favour. Don't look so sad. I'm leaving me wallet here. There's 48 quid in and this watch that Dad left me, which Jamie always loved. Find them by chance on the counter later on, yeah? And give them to Cathy. In these keys. 
keep on Do your house keys, Alfie. You'll need those. Now where I'm going. Let's just be glad. A good barman knows when not to ask questions and stay still, yeah? Jesus, Alfie. Listen, listen. When Cathy's finished singing, you sing a last one for me, Dad. You knew a good voice when you heard one. What's the story, Alfie? You're always a good mate, Caruso. Come and collect a few glasses, will you? You never saw me live. Anything for anyone. Jesus, Sean's on it. 